I'll turn to that in just a second. So, team, let's get this show on the road. I want to first start off by saying, guys, it is two weeks to June. How crazy is that? <laughs> two weeks to June. What has happened? Where has this year gone? Unbelievable and crazy. So exactly that. We're a momentum planning session on the Monday. Let's keep this short. Let's keep this sharp. Let's get a little bit of inspiration, motivation, a little bit of reflection, a little bit of projection, and make sure we are set up for what is set to be another amazing week within the Confidence Coaching Programme. So team, as always, just want to kind of give you a gentle reminder. We have the wonderful Chloe Stevens coming in uh, this week. Last week, again, if you like team, if you have not went and saw the stress webinar with Maddie Snow, go watch it, go get the podcast to it. It was absolutely incredible. And then leading on from that, Mandy Sinclair came in and spoke about self-sabotage. Again, two of the like I will say two of the best webinars which have been delivered to date. So Chloe's going to be coming in this weekend and she's going to be speaking a little bit about self-compassion. Basically, tackling stress is in terms of what is stress about? How does it affect our body? Self-sabotage is what happens when everything goes a bit tits up. Self-compassion is just giving yourself that gentle nudge kind of when things aren't at the worst because I feel that we're always in sort of this volatility. We spoke a lot about negative body image. We spoke a little bit about positive body image. And I want everybody moving forward is about building that empowering relationship with yourself. And Chloe's going to go through a little framework and just give you those mental cues that allow you to remain on track and give you that little bit of nudge and just kind of give you that wee pat on the back to know that you're doing everything right. Because again, I know that for a lot of us, we wait till everything's going really, really wrong or we run 5K and then uh, we smash our PB time or if we lose four pounds and then a week. And then the next week is, you know what? I've not gone any faster. I've not actually got any kind of leaner. I've not actually lost any weight. And then we feel like we're, we're not moving in the right direction. The reality is we're just getting volatile compared to what we've done in the past versus what we can really can control on now. So Chloe's going to be speaking a little bit more about just kind of day-to-day self-compassion. And of course, we have the wonderful Sky coming in next week, and we're going to be speaking all about calories, diet, how to yield better fat loss and weight loss results. So that's going to be huge. And then, of course, to conclude, Monday, the last Monday of the month, we're going to be doing our client hot seat success story, and we're going to share a little bit about the member of the month. So team, quick announcements just to make sure we're all on the same page here. There are two videos going up. Well, there's three videos going up. One of them is just an introduction video. It's like two minutes long. The second one is in the kickstart section under guides. So guides, kickstart section. Uh, And this is kind of the new onboarding process. A lot of you guys would have already went through the kickstart section. What I've just done is I've just explored a little bit more about values and i'm sure i've spoken to a lot of you guys about the importance of values so i happened to just get a mini training videographer just kind of re-videoed all of it reshot it and there's some amazing amazing content in there which i would highly recommend each and every single one of you to go through the values video is like 10 minutes long the goal setting video after that is like six minutes long so it's not long but we're just going to give you so much clarity and just kind of give you that new lease of life in terms of, you know what, I am heading in the right direction. Here's where I want to be going moving forward. A couple of things this week is I am going to be posting in terms of June content training. 
So I'm going to be posting a couple polls in the group. Just kind of, uh, I've reached out to Chloe. She has five or six webinars which she wants to just speak about. I've reached out to Mandy. She has three or four different webinars that she wants to speak about. And you guys said you wanted to bring her back. I've reached out to Sky again, and she has five or six different webinars that she is happy to deliver and seems to be really, really popular. So just keep an eye out and just make sure you get those votes in so you are getting the most out of the trainings possible. Third, um, possible June meetup. So first and foremost, throw in the chat box, those who are kind of in Scotland area. And then of course we have, I know we have some in Manchester, we also have some in Wales, but if we were to kind of set up a hill walk, if you were to set up some form of day out, um, would some people be interested in that? Is that something which we could look to kind of put in the diary? If we all went out another hill walk, I know me, Robert, and a few of the other team who were here this time last year, uh, we done it. And again, it was just a great day out to actually meet people in person. Uh, so again, that was awesome. So if this is something which we would like to do, we can obviously kind of look at maybe the last weekend in, in June. Uh, we could just dial that in because uh, now we obviously know that we can. So I've been holding off on this one and uh, getting a few different ideas, but I think it would just be awesome. And then, of course, team, last but not least, is just a gentle reminder that member of the month, uh, make sure you're doing uh, all of the things that you can be doing. Uh, Samantha, it's all good. We can choose a, we can choose a hike. We can choose a day out. And everybody can jump in Loch Lomond. Like, that's the main thing. Everybody's dumb enough to, to go and jump in some cold water. So uh, some cold water therapy and then celebrate with maybe even a little bit of food after. Yeah, maybe even a, a pint. So um, if that's something we can look at. If you're watching this on replay, give me a, a shout out in terms of June. So, team, let's get stuck into it. What I wanted to share is this lecture just got shared with me this morning, and uh, I'm out, yeah, dangerous. Um, this group shared with me this morning, and it was just such a simple framework that I really wanted to kind of throw over to you guys. Because moving forward, we're going to have less time to be focused so much on kind of self-development. We're going to be exploring flexibility. We're going to be exploring uh, food choices. We're going to have a variety of different food. We're going to have potentially some alcohol kind of kicking around. So again, these trainings, especially on the Monday, I want the Monday and the Thursday to be those anchor points for you. These don't change. These never change. Those people who aren't here, again, I've reached out to most of them and they have valid reasons. They're working a little bit later, childcare, whatever it is, that's get it. And I know that they follow up on the podcast. But make sure that you're dialing these in because these are just anchor points for you to just ground yourself. So, again, I just wanted to give you a framework. A little, going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit sharper today. So this came across the, my content this morning when my business mentor, Phil Graham, uh, was just like, look, guys, um, when you're making business decisions, when you're making any form of decisions and reach this out to your clients as well, never make a decision when you're hungry or angry, hungry, angry, under pressure, lonely, or tired. So it was halt, but I just wrote H-A-L-T. So again, I think this is just a simple thing for you guys to come to. Halt, stopping your track. What decision are you going to make? Right, hangry, hungry, angry, under pressure. Am I under pressure? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Because it just gives you this little bit of a thought process between the trigger, the event that's happening, and the decision that you make and then act on it. When you can create that little bit of space 
and have that structure and have that framework because we know that when emotions high, intelligence is low. So we need to make sure that we're making conscious decisions. We need to make sure that we're remaining true to ourselves. And I just feel like this is such a simple thing to, for you guys just to kind of check in with yourself every now and again. The next little nugget I want to give you is just going to be this very, very simple framework that you guys can follow. When you're not tracking through my fitness pal, when time's a little bit over, when you're kind of going into summer, I want you to just simply follow the rule of three. Focus on the core foundations that built the house. Very, very simple. Instead of tracking all of your calories, instead of tracking all of your workouts, instead of getting all of the macros right, instead of planning and meal prepping and, and all of those things, like, yes, that is the tip of the top. And we know what gets measured gets managed. You know yourself, team, when you hit your 15,000 steps, when you've tracked all of your calories, there's a cause and effect as to why you lose weight. Like, this, we, we know that. You just know what a calorie deficit is. I'm not going to speak to you about a calorie deficit, but, again, when there's this volatility of if I'm not doing this, then what am I doing? Oh, well, I must be off plan, and then that's kind of where you start to kind of slip away from it. So the reality is, is, like, if we tick these five boxes – we would probably be in a pretty good position. And these are just the simplest framework for you guys to follow. And I don't want you to think about sort of being like uh, on plan or off plan. It's not about that. I want you to think more about your health and fitness as a dimmer switch. So this is like the lowest intensity that you can be focusing on. If you want to crank up the intensity, just like Martin's screen where he's blindingly light and there's just he's fully on it, that's when you're tracking all of the calories. That's when you're hitting all of your macros. That's when you're hitting all the numbers which you know you need to be hitting. But if we can just take a step back and focus, well, what is the minimum effective dose? And it really just comes down to the simplest of things. Of, right, three, we, three liters of water. Three protein-based meals per day, square meals at set times. If you can cook them, even better. If you're heading out for food, make sure, again, you pr approach protein first with a serving of vegetables and then, of course, whatever's left on the side. Again, three servings of fruit or veg a day. Make that your minimum. Three training sessions per week. Make that your minimum. Three 13 minutes of vitamin D per, per day. Again, guys, these are just the simplest things which I want us to be focused on. But instead of being 100% on it, think of this as kind of your plan D. This is the fallback process. So I just want you to have these sort of five core bricks, those five core blocks at the bottom of the pyramid. And as you scale the pyramid, your likelihood of results is going to be improved. But when we're socializing, when health and fitness is a little bit less of a priority, Take that step back and just come back to these five core ingredients and you know that you're going to be remaining on point. So let me know in the chat, has this been useful? Is this something which we feel that we can action on? Uh, was halt more uh, productive or was the rule of three more useful for yourself? Uh, does anyone have any shares that they maybe want to kind of focus on? Like what's been working for, for them at the moment? Let's see it in the chat. So just write haul, rule of three or share. Let me know where everybody is at. Samantha, love the rule of three. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Just so simple, so effective. Uh, and again, I think you can just add on top of this, like the three 30 minutes of vitamin D 
I've personally just realized that if I'm out for an hour, so 60 minutes, that's probably like 6,000 steps. So if I go out for an hour and a half, I'm probably at 9,000 steps plus. And then again, if I do a wee bit around the house, like it's very easy to get two, 3,000 a house in the house just in there, just kind of faffing around. So Holt seems to be landing home. Holt seems to be landing home. Samantha's loving the rule of three team. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to go for five mindset lessons this week. So a big thing for me is, is all about self-development. This is one of my core values. And you can see why, because I love to speak about it. I love to speak about growth. I love to speak about education. I love to speak about um, health and fitness. Those are core values of mine. I also like this form of flexibility. Flexibility is a core value of mine. Family, communication, these sort of things are huge values of mine. That's why I speak about health and fitness. I speak about flexibility. But what I've really started to realize, like, over these last two months, especially as I always thought I needed to move forward, right? What's next? What course do I need to do? What education? What is the information that I'm missing? What's the mindset nugget? What's the key to this secret? How do I do this? What is the solution to this problem? And it's only by after hiring my own mentors. So again, I currently have three. But the last four weeks, we've been really getting clear on values with my mentor, Shannon. And what I've started to realize is me going down, sitting with a, a pen and paper, just a journal, and five really simple but really crucial questions. And just reflecting on those each and every single day. What is this teaching me? What can I do differently? How do I want to show up this week? What are the limitations which I'm holding? Are there self-applied limitations that I'm holding? Are my emotions getting the better of me? Are my behaviors getting the better of me when I'm dealing with those emotions? And what I started to realize, especially this week, is growing isn't always about learning. Sometimes growing is about letting go. Growing isn't always about learning. Growing is sometimes about letting go. Growing is sometimes about owning that identity. It's about knowing and backing and believing in yourself. And this is why one of the things I throw out to each and every one of you guys is throw a video up in the chat. Throw a video up in the group. Why? Because when you reflect back three months ago, you had no idea or you thought you had no idea about all of these different things. You thought you had no idea. You needed to learn all of these things. But the reality is, team, all of the solutions are already in your head. Like, I'm still kind of trying to understand and appreciate, but like, you think about our existence. This is going really, really deep. But our existence, we were literally just a molecule. We were a piece of bacteria millions of years ago, but we still existed. And it has just been the evolutionary process. So if you think, team, fast forward and replicate the growth which you've had over the last three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, however long you've been here, as you have all of the solutions, we just need to present the opportunities. We just need to present the framework for you to explore. And you need to let go of some of that extra baggage which maybe you're holding on to. Again, for me, it's like, well, not being able to, to grow uh, and earn more money or not being able to 
go out and have meaningful relationships with friends, with family, or, or whatever it is that you can look at. Something you want to ask yourself is, what are some of the, the limiting beliefs that you're putting on yourself? What's some of the extra baggage that you catch yourself just kind of saying to yourself, which is maybe holding you back that 10 or 20%? Because there is a, a motivational speaker, um, Eric Thomas. I don't know if any of you guys follow Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. I'm a big fan. Um, but he has a bunch of stuff on YouTube. If you ever want to check him out, he's got really inspirational stuff. But he was speaking about giving 120%. So if you feel that, again, check in with yourself right now. What percent do you think you're giving? 60%, 80%? If you're giving 100%, that means that you're ticking all of the necessary boxes that have been asked of you, which is great. But I want you to start thinking, what's my 120%? Because that extra 20% of additional, that's going to result in the future. Because if you do 100% of what you're capable of right now, that's just going to keep you where you are. But this growth, this evolution, that extra 20%, is going to be coming to you in your future self. And this is where that question comes from, is where, what, what, what do I need to do so my future self will thank me? What will my future self thank me for? So think about that. Have that question. Sit in that question. And just think, what do I need to let go of? What actions do I need to do that are maybe a little bit uncomfortable that my future self will grow from? Because you started this program uncomfortable. Everybody in here has lost at least a stone. At least. Shout out to Samantha who literally just lost a, a stone as of checking in uh, yesterday or this morning. She finally tipped that stone mark. Adam, 10 kilos. Martin, just like, I think we're now on the 10 kilo mark or we're one pound off or something like that. So again, like, think you've normalized. You're out of pain. You're out of discomfort. But there's still this extra baggage that, well, well, I'm not there, so I must be good. But we know moving forward, if we have less weight to carry, like, yes, in terms of physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, our own self-worth, what are some of the possibilities that we have in front of us? What could be capable if we let go of all of the old stories? Quite an exciting thought. Just wanted to move on to the next point. A few things in which I'm seeing, again, just with like work, and I wanted to just reiterate this um, point, which was made obviously in the stress webinar by Maddie, is the stress loop. Stress happens in two ways, acute and chronic. Acute stress we can handle. There's a saber-toothed tiger, run away, look up, realize that we're safe, cool, we're safe, chill out. Chronic stress is, I'm still dealing with this thing at work. I'm still dealing with that person. I'm not where I want to be in my career. I'm not where I want to be in my physical health. Uh, my partner doesn't love me or what, whatever it is that you're kind of going through, whatever things you have going on in your life. Stress accumulates when we don't have that closed loop. We don't have that solution. Like my girlfriend was going through uh, her driving lessons she had a driving test, um, booked. I'm like, look, when you get past that day, there's going to be a resolve there. And the stress which you're dealing with now isn't going to be there because you have that resolve. You have that closed loop. But 
what we need to look at is when we are stressed, how is that impacting us? Well, when we're stressed, we tend to work a little bit longer. So maybe that's impacting our sleep. We wake up first thing in the morning. We didn't sleep as good because everything was going to go on in our minds. So our energy is a little bit lower. So because our energy is a little bit lower, instead of drinking water, we maybe reach the caffeine. And then because we're running around daft, because we're so stressed out, maybe we make some poor food choices. And then because we're making poor food choices, our energy and our productivity isn't the best. So our productivity is less impacted, which again, will then further facilitate more stress, more sleep, uh, poorer sleep, lower energy, poor, poor food choices. And that is just a downward spiral that isn't going to change. If you want to be less stressed, you need to be making better choices. If you want to make a better choice, if you want to be making better choices, you better do so with more energy. If you want to have more energy, you better do so with better quality food and better quality hydration. And of course, the foundation of health, which is better quality sleep. So do we need to get off of this cycle? Do we need to get out of this loop? What is the habit that you need to focus on that will break this loop? Again, highly recommend going and watching Stress Webinar. That seems to have hit home for you. The main reason I bought this team is because, again, I can very easily sit from um, 8 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock to then kind of be on my phone for like an hour or two hours and then come back here and work from 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. So basically my eight-hour days then turn into like a 10, 11-hour day. In comparison, the approach which I've been taking is sprint, then rest. And I spoke about this last week. Sprint, 45-minute work block. Take a 10-minute rest, 15-minute rest if you want to. Go out and get some walk, get a water, get a coffee, clear your head a little bit. Sprint, then rest. Go deep. Because again, it's the exact same with regards to that stress loop. It's that acute level of stress that we can handle. I'm going to get as much done as I can in the next 45 minutes versus I'm going to get as much done today as I possibly can. Well, today is 24 hours. So, how do you ensure that you're being productive? Be like, like again, I kind of took this from like, be like a lion. A lion is the king of the jungle. Do you know lions only awake for four hours out of the day? But they are the most lethal because of their high energy output within that four hours. Well, they rest at 20. Imagine, imagine a lion was awake for 12 hours. What, like, they would be taking over the world. People wouldn't even exist because they would be getting so much shit done. So for yourself, how can you be more like a line? How could you condense all of your work into shorter blocks of time, intense works of time? How can you identify what are the three outcomes I need this week and then do everything you possibly can to give yourself that satisfaction and give that clarity of, right, here's what I'm doing. And then last one was just to kind of couple off of the self-sabotage webinar is if you're feeling that things are getting a lot or on top of us, we can all relate to some form of self-sabotage. Maybe even not self-sabotage, but she also spoke about procrastination. Procrastination is just kind of the, the kiddie version of self-sabotage, if you like. And the best way to look at self-sabotage if you want to overcome it is simply remove the self. 
When you take away the part of you, which you feel that you are procrastinating on, which you feel you are uh, sabotaging yourself on, and you single out the actions which you're doing and you are not doing, you can make better conscious decisions about what are the actions I need to do. Because we've all been there. Oh, I know I need to be doing this. I know I need to be doing that. But I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm under pressure, I'm stressed, I'm lonely, whatever it is that you may be focusing on. So how do we compartmentalize this? And she spoke about Deirdre. She spoke about uh, the rebel in her. If she's been so restrictive in her nature when it came down to Mandy's food choices, she would self-sabotage because the rebel in her was telling her to go against the grain. Or the saboteur in her was telling us, oh, well, see, I told you that you're not good enough. That was the old limiting belief that was holding her back. So instead of her dealing with everything which is in her head, she focused and got really clear on what are the actions that I need to be focusing on, put trust in that, and then spoke to herself the way that she wanted to be spoken to. Spoke to that picture of the four-year-old girl who deserves everything. Spoke to her family members who deserve her at her best. Spoke to the future version of her who deserves to be at their best so that she can help and inspire other people. So if you're dealing with forms of procrastination, if you're dealing with things of self-sabotage, separate the self, take you out of the equation, identify the actions, and then come at it from a fresh mindset of, right, cool, well, what do I want to feel? What will my future self thank me for? And let that be the thing which dictates your actions, your behaviors, your emotions. And it comes down to that key principle. The Ten Commandments is why we're here to. Don't ask what you need to do. Ask how you want to feel. Once you're clear on how you want to feel, that will allow you to get clear on what you want to do and what you want to have. And that will create who you want to be. Be, do, have. And exactly that. In summary, live the life that you want others to live. You wouldn't speak to the way, like you wouldn't speak to a friend the way that you sometimes speak to yourself. Oh, yeah, but it's not the same for me or woe is me, whatever it is. I want you to think of someone who is really, really important to you at the moment in your life. Family member, friend, even your dog, whoever you want. What do you want out of their health? If you were to write them a letter, what do you want their health to be like? How much money do you want them to have? What relationships do you want to have? What conversations do you want them to have? What problems do you want them to have? What problems do you not want them to have? Because you are a mere reflection of the five people which are closest to you, who you spend your time with. So if you could get clear on who's important to you and who you want to spend your time with, do you want to be around those people who are inspiring? Do you want to be around those people who have a clear projection for the future? What quality of life do you want that best friend? that parent, that dog to have. And again, you can break this down in terms of your physical health, your emotional health, your social health. If you spend a little bit of time and just kind of journaled out three to five things you want for this person, 
and then you lived by those three to five things, you'd probably see them coming into fruition. And you'd probably see that person coming up with you. So what we need to look at is, I want to just, what's been the biggest takeaway there? Let's just stop there for a little bit. Growing isn't always about learning. The stress loop, sprinting and rest, self-sabotage, or live the life that others want to live. What's been the biggest takeaway out of those five there, team? Let's see it in the chat. Number one, two, three, four, or five. First one for Adam. Awesome. Did. Love it. Incredible. Sprinting and rest, break everything down is a lot more manageable, 100%. Growing isn't all about learning, yep. Be, do, have. Yeah, uh, Martin, if that really hits home, I don't know if you were here when Haley Justice, maybe scribble that down. Haley Justice, what the health, fantastic training. Again, there's a podcast version, just simply go into guides, podcast or if you want to go and watch it she has actually a few frameworks that you can physically work through and we'll get you really really clear on that it's been a while since we've touched on that one yeah and again that was just me reflecting like team i want you to understand that the everything i speak about here comes from here funnily enough then that is my social media content the reason i attract all of you guys and you feel when i'm speaking to you is you're like yeah that hits home it's because I'm working with yous and yous are pretty much the past version of me. I've explored this. I've educated myself in this. I've made these problems. I want to share with you my scars or my not my wounds. I want you to be aware of this and not have to go through the suffering which I feel that I had to go through in order to be at this point. Exactly. So just me spending a little bit of time and reflecting on, well, what has been happening? What has been my key focus points? And getting these guests because and providing this education for yourself. Like I said, and um, when I say to you guys, can you share this? All that's doing, all when I speak about this team, like you don't realize how much this gives me. Every time I help you, use concrete everything that I've went through. You solidify everything that I've went through. Because my past self went through all of this, but now I've learned and educated. So when I'm speaking to yous, yous are just a mirror reflection of me and my problems at that time. I've just done a little bit more exploration. I've just spent maybe a little bit more money on it. I've just spent a little bit more education on it. Maybe went through a bit more pain with it because I've just explored it a little bit more. Because some of this messages won't hit home from you, but you'll be aware of it so that it doesn't need to hit home. And something which has really stood out to me, especially over these last kind of two weeks, uh, Mark Stratham spoke about this. Um, a mistake is only a mistake made once. If you have the right awareness, you're making that decision. Think about, again, we spoke about this a couple, I think it was like two months ago. Think about playing Crash Bandicoot when you were running and the boulder was coming towards you. It was terrifying. You know, you like you fall, you jump, and then you fall down the hole, or you get caught up in that box, and then the boulder runs you over. That's mistakes. You're learning as you're going, but you're aware of it the next time. If you're making the same mistake over and over and over and over again, you're making that decision. Nothing changes if nothing changes. 
You need to change the approach. You need to educate yourself. You need to ask yourself better questions. You need to be resourceful. You need to lean into me. You need to lean into the Facebook group because there's 15 other people in here who are, again, dealing in situation because every time someone shares a video, Martin smashed off a 6K. Everyone's like, fantastic, that's great. Samantha's working towards her 6K. Andy Harvey is smashing off a 10K, lost 10 kilos. Whatever else is. So team, I want to just bring this all together. Five questions I want you guys to live within this week. What unfinished business do you feel you need to take care of? What are some things which you feel are stressing you out? If it is that fat loss, if it is just that deadline at work, if it's that conversation that you actually need to have to your best friend or to your mum about your goals or prosperity or whatever it is that you need to focus on, what is the thing which is kind of causing you your most stress at the moment? I'm going to throw in a little bit of some tunes and I'm going to just leave these five questions up. What unfinished business do you need to take care of? What is your minimum effective dose? What are the actions? What are the three to five actions which you can focus on each week, which will allow you, going back to that pyramid, those five core action steps? When we speak about self-sabotage, we're chasing perfectionism, but perfectionism doesn't exist. So again, perfection is context-dependent, of course, but what does a perfect week look like to you? Not to everybody else. What does that look like to you? If it is spending time with friends and family and still losing a pound of body fat, then great. Write that down. And then just get really clear on those last two things. What do you need to do more of? And then what do you need to do less of? So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock and I want you to just work your way through these. If you're catching this on the podcast replay, spend a little bit of time thinking about it. What unfinished business do you need to take care of? Start there. I'll read the rest of them out every sort of 30 seconds. What unfinished business do you need to take care of that you feel is stressing you out right now? What are the couple of steps that you could do to help finish that business? Close that loop of stress. When it comes down to your health and fitness, what is the minimum effective dose? That rule of three. What are the three to five things you can focus on which will allow you to feel that you're on plan still? What does perfection look like? If you were to tick off everything that you wanted in the next seven days, what would be the 10 to 15 things that you maybe do? Because your minimum effective dose should just be three to five things. Perfection is basically just ticking all of the boxes, tracking all of your food, journaling for 15 minutes, reading 10 pages, blah, 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 blah. If you can write out 10 or 15 things, 
Just pointers, bullet points, tick boxes for you. You now have a broad stroke, broad stroke of here's 15 things I can do. If I only get 10 of those done, well, that's two thirds. Still 60, 70% of your best. Great. Spend 30 seconds there. Question number four, what do you need to do more of? What actions do you need to do more of? Finally, question number five, what are some of the actions you feel you need to do a little bit less of? bring it back there. I'm going to open up the room. I would like Adam, Martin, Samantha, I would just like you to share one thing, whatever seemed to hit home the most for you. If you want to just share what's working really well for you at the moment, if it is a mindset thing or if it's something that you're you're already doing, but you just realized is, is the reason that you're doing really, really well. Again, for me, like my morning routine, I've just dialed that in changing environment, like my workspace, like just making sure I have everything kind of neat and in order. That seems to be working really, really well for me at the moment. So we're just going to open it up. I'd just like you to share one thing. What was your biggest takeaway from this or one thing which is working really, really well for you at the moment? Adam, can you go first? Uh, the main thing I would take away would be the, uh, the first time we talked, spoke about the, I can't remember what it was, but, uh, the, the growing uh, as, as you're growing you're not learning as much uh, but or you're not learning as you're going you're learning as you're taking stuff on other than as you're growing yeah when I was younger I could have been, I could have I could have known the stuff that I know now but just I wasn't learning that point yeah I think it's that that, that was one of the things that I took away but, well that was the main thing I took away uh, well, one thing that's working for me uh, would be the um, my morning routine as well, especially on my late shifts. Yeah. Uh, normally, wouldn't be getting up till about one o'clock, and I start working too. But obviously, now I'm going to the gym. I get up at uh, half seven, leave my house at eight, and up in Paisley for like half like half eight, and 
Oh, I just start, got my workout done. Good. And just consistency. Just the yeah. consistency aspect of it. Incredible. What do you feel you've you've let go of then? If that seems to kind of hit one from you, is not it's not always about learning. Some things about letting go. What do you feel you've let go of recently? Eh, uh, laziness. I, that, that was one of the things I said to you when I first started that I'm quite lazy when it comes to stuff. I don't mm. feel lazy anymore. Mm. I'm one of the ones that can still function off like four hours sleep and be absolutely fine. Yeah. So I can, I, sometimes I feel better when I, sleep, when I only got four hours sleep. Yeah. But with that sort of stuff, I'm just like, yeah, only just go and do whatever. Go and get it done as quick as possible. And then that's you. Once you've got that out of the way, you can come back and then just be lazy until you start work yeah you're productively lazy i like that man i like that as long as i get all my shit done i can be as lazy as i want <laughs> i'm the exact same for you like my sunday routine is get up get everything done if i can get ten thousand steps done by 12 o'clock i'm going home and sitting on my couch doing nothing dude incredible uh martin i'm going to go over to you again let's just try to keep it short clear concise give us a, a two-minute thought process in terms of what you've just taken away there and anything else you want to add on oh i think you're on mute there i just can't hear you there you go i think no we're going to come back to you martin uh samantha if you can just pop yourself off of mute uh, and then uh, Martin's going to try figure out on his mic and figure that one out. If not, just share in the chat box if you don't get it working. Samantha, to you. Hello. Um, so the main thing for me is I need to eat less and move more. Pretty simple, but um, that's what I discovered last week. So this week, um, I, I'm not going to a shop. Although I work in Aldi, I'm not taking my purse to work. But we're doing <laughs> um, Gusto delivery. So oh, okay. four, four days worth of meals and everything else that's in the house is just healthy. So even though the now I could murder like a marshmallow or something, <laughs> there's nothing there for me to eat. Yeah. Like that I, I shouldn't be eating, although I, I will have a treat on Sunday because we're going to walk home for an overnight. But the majority of the week, I'm just going to be moving more, minimum 8,000 well, I want to do my 100,000 steps this week and just keep on track with nutrition. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Well, I will see you at Loch Lomond, 8 o'clock Sunday morning, last pier, jump off, we'll see you there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not there Sunday night. <laughs> uh, absolutely incredible yeah and again i think for us i know that we had a call uh two weeks ago you're like matt i didn't manage to get into my train sessions like, right well again this just comes down to getting clear on your values and now that we've took that step back and we've learned well as long as i'm focusing on the most important thing which is again friends family but understanding that your health and fitness doesn't need to be number one priority but it should still be a priority because it allows you to spend time with your friends and family the very, very best of your ability. Running around after the kids, going to the play park uh, and doing all of that and understanding and appreciating that. Like, yeah, Samantha, you've been absolutely on it these last couple of weeks. Fantastic share. I know it sounds so simple, but once you can break it down and um, I think the difference of you saying eat less, move more is you understand what that looks like. And that's where we need to get to. It is, it is as simple as eat less, move more, but it's understanding what exactly does that look like. It's getting your walk in in the morning. It's getting your workouts done. It's doing your food shopping. It's planning out your meals. It's systematic. It's doing all these different things. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Martin, to yourself. Uh, can you hear me now? 
All good, my man. All good. Um, I think um, basically just the cool thing about talking to your future self and um, I think like sitting here six weeks or seven weeks down the line um, and kind of what I chose to do those seven weeks ago was um, you say the be, do, uh, what was it, be, do? Have, yeah. Be, do, have. That's, you just asked me how I wanted to feel and I feel so much better now than, and that's because I chose to kind of work towards feeling like that. Um, and then I, I, I have the, I have a lot of kind of self sabotage kind of ways in my head, just cut through a lot of mental health things. Um, so yeah. I've been very hard on myself a lot. And it's been this week especially has been about kind of not getting into the cycle of trying to be so hard on myself. And it's just about being kinder to myself, being kinder to what I see in the mirror, kind of really just uh, trying to kind of appreciate how far I've come uh, and just doing like kind of all these little steps. Um, or just one step a day, I guess, um, to try and work towards being a better future version of myself again in the next yeah. like seven weeks, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And as it, it just cut a lot of it comes down to those things which are easy to do, but just as easy not to do. Getting your water in, getting your sleep in, getting your steps in. Like these aren't groundbreaking things. And I think because they're such low-level tasks, like low energy tasks. Um, we often forget about it, but we often know that these are the little things which make the difference. So again, planning in a spare 15 minutes between tasks, not jam-packing your day more than anything. Yeah, being kind to yourself. Absolutely, team, absolutely. And again, we're going to really look at self-compassion this week. So again, I would pencil that in for your diary at 7.30 on Thursday. That's going to be awesome. Uh, team, that is us just coming on to the 50-minute mark, which I think is going to be incredible. I'm going to wrap up the recording there. So again, make sure you just comment on the replay. What was your biggest takeaway? Any other shares that you want to have for the team? Please do be sure to engage. Keep an eye on the Facebook posts. Go watch the values and the goal setting video. I would be highly recommended. And then for the last one would just be keep an eye out on the polls, which I'm going to be posting. And that will set up the content pipeline for June.